up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's Wednesday, March 6th, and that was Du, du Hast by Ramstein. Ramstein? Because it is hate week, Jake. I have so many questions when I hear this song. I haven't heard it in a while. I still think it's fantastic for what it is. I guess that might answer my question. My question to you is, how did this song cross over into the mainstream? Well, that's... Hey, Jim. I, um... That's kind of where my brain first jumps when I heard this song. I think I was either a freshman in high school or a sophomore in high school. And the first time I heard this song, it was from the football guy's locker room. Okay. That meant, like sports, like pump-up song? I think it was a major pump-up song, but like, yeah, with like a weird twist. I was going to say, like, this is arguably one of the first, like, tech. I was almost going to call it techno music because there's, like, a beat and it's not really. I think Ramstein would be offended if I called it techno music. I think a I lot think of people would be. Yeah, I think it's metal. But I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I remember as a little five foot four, 190-pound soccer player, like the football guys being like, yo, come in the, check out the football locker room. Like, you guys serious right now? And they brought me in there, and they like were bumping this, and I was like, "Okay, sure." Oh, I just found out where I learned it from. Okay, it was the opening song to CKY, which was Bam Margera and his brothers, and Raekwon and Brandon oh, sure. Deco, uh, like home video skate videos. Um, it was their like theme song to those DVDs, and when I was in middle school, I definitely liked those. And Bam Margera's older brother is in a band. Well, the band is called CKY, and they, they they like this kind of music, like uh, the death metal stuff. So that's where I know it from. But still, it's it was in Gilmore Girls' entourage, like this. Oh, it got big. It got big in stadiums. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's weird. It's a weird song. They're like, that got big. But it, it's fantastic for what it is. I said that already. It's powerful. That's Hate Week. Hate Week was built around this song. That's me and Jordan were like, I... I I don't forget who reached out to who, but it was someone was like, "I want to use Du Hast." It's a good, good, good song to get the the blood flowing in the morning. Yeah, you can't really ease in after Du Hast. I mean, it's kind of the modern day Cotton Eye Joe. It's played all over stadiums to get the crowd going. That'd be a good closer song, no? Um, if there was a closer named Joe that had a messed up eye, <laughs> no. Cotton Eye Joe would be. <laughs> I meant Du Hast. <laughs> the best closing song ever. But you're right. But I meant. Could you to... imagine how nuts a stadium would go if a closer named Joe with one messed up eye <laughs> was the closer coming into Cotton Eye Joe? The whole stadium doing it. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Dude, they'd be going nuts. And yeah. it's kind of our Mariano Rivera enter Sandman theory. Like you as the pitcher, you don't get overhyped. But I have something to say. Okay. The only fitting ending to a pitcher running out on the stadium and Cotton Eye Joe's playing and the entire crowd's going wild and he's got one eye is that he gives up, like, the walk-off home run first pitch. It could be. I mean, I'm not against that, but... Um, like, he's got to suck. But the dance was fun. It's a good It's a good major league when they suck, like the suck yeah. portion, but the fans still come for Cotton Eye Joe. But then he In just the sucks. In the movie major... 
In the movie Major League, if Wild Thing wasn't the closer, the backup was Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> yeah, or the guy before Wild Thing was Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're okay. like, and it was just those guys in the outfield doing it, not the whole stadium. Yes. Okay. And then it, no, then it turns into the whole thing. I still have Cotton Eye Joe doing well in my <laughs> I think it works better. It's a different kind of intimidation. It's your kind of intimidation. I, I, I'm also just learning that Cotton Eye means you have a one eye. No idea. Why do you have him with one eye? Oh, he's got a messed up eye. Oh, okay. I didn't say he has one eye. What What does the term Cotton Eye Joe mean? No idea. But... M- People just make an assumption from there. Cotton Eye Joe, you're going to look at Joe's eye. Yeah. Okay, what does Cotton Eye mean? This comes from the world-famous Urban Dictionary. The act of a man having his... That's... Oh. Nope. It's not... You rely, you rely heavily on Urban Dictionary. Oh, Urban Dictionary is as, as informative as the regular dictionary. But then you just run into whatever you just ran into. It was uh, it was when you get your eyeball cotton swapped. It wasn't anything sexual. Mm. And I, it was Disagree. just like a, it was. <laughs> um, all right, here's a Quora, which Quora on the internet is good for like nothing. Like basically, Ooh. I'm clicking this Quora answer, and I'm I know that I'm not going to believe it. Okay. Joe is described as being cross-eyed, but he still gets the girl. Cross-eyed is my nomination for the best definition, says Mike O'Brien. Um, okay. If you don't agree, you can take your pick from these alternatives. To be doe-eyed due to being in love. I like that one. To be drunk on moonshine. That fits Cotton-Eyed Joe, what it, I picture in my head. Okay, to have milky white eyes due to blindness caused by drinking wood alcohol. That fits your messed up eye theory. Yeah, I like that. A boozy closer with a messed up eye coming out to Cotton Eye Joe. Or it could just be a description of a black person whose eyes are either light blue or have very bright white eyes contrasting with the very dark skin so they look like cotton. I mean, there's a chance there. The band that did Cotton Eye Joe was a Swedish band? Really? The Rednecks? Or, I don't know. Now I'm in a Wikipedia. Tough. Yeah, I'm actually so interested in this. Maybe I'll go to my language podcast and I'll ask that guy, where's the yeah. term cotton eye? Because other people say it's been a term in the South forever. Yeah, Redneck. Yeah, I mean, there's some... 1800s connections. Yeah, I think the the famous one that you'd hear at a stadium is the Rednecks, Cotton Eye Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 1995. Jan Eriksson, Orjan Oban, Orjan Oban Oberg, and Pat Reines. Orjan Oban Ago? I think we got a triple O. Okay. <laughs> and it's got the two dots over it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's our Cotton Eye Joe segment, which was actually Ramstein. Yeah. You, n- you never know where the music's going to take you. Uh, I know. I know in my soul. How are you doing today? Do you have anything to tell us before we get into the wide world of sports? Felt like a Cotton Joe kind of morning. Where's um, your head at? 
Should I put that in the soundboard? No. Then um, every morning you tell us what your what your mood is. Maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Stayed stayed up late doing some uh, doing some twerk stuff. Was had had sports on in the background. Was double laptoping it all day. I sent you a picture of that. I never put that together. I'm a I'm a total idiot. Um, I would normally have two laptops open and have them in different locations. And I'd just kind of roam around and, like, usually one would be, like, the fun stuff. It would be almost like my break laptop. Okay. And then the other one I'd be doing work on. And then yesterday I was just, like, real man, a genius. And I put them next to each other on the table. And I was like, well, double laptop. <laughs> um, so that, that was a big moment for me. Watch. This is, you know, why I, you know why I like your double laptop? Why is that? Because it's it's one step closer to me sending you a secondary screen, and once you get rid of the second laptop, and then you can do so much more with it. Oh, that's Jess's dream. She she was making fun of me the whole time yesterday. She's like, just get a second screen. I'm kind of in love with the double keyboard, and they're kind of separate entities. I mean, yeah. I used to be three screens at work, but now now I like this mystery world I'm in. I got four screens in front of me. Very nice. I only use um, three of them. Yeah, and my final final thoughts on Ramstein. Um, you know this, but I think the people need to know. Uh, freshman year roommate Nick Proach, full name. Some people know him as the Mailman. If you if you've seen some of our other work, he uh, our alarm clock song throughout freshman year was Ramstein America. Uh, which, if you're familiar with it, yeah, it's just really weird. It's just a really <laughs> weird thing to wake up to. Um, it almost just gets you going right away. It it feels like you're waking up in the Cold War. We all live in America. It's like, what the hell is this? Luckily, I'd usually be up before the alarm clocks because Nick Proach put a bird feeder outside our freshman room window, and the <laughs> birds used to show up at like 6 a.m. Uh. So we were the freshman year in college guys cranking ram steam in the morning with our bird feeder. That's at the window. that's Proach is a psychopath, man. Hey, ladies, one at a time. Putting a bird feeder outside your window in college, and then you're just woken up by birds nonstop. Like, that is Home Alone Pigeon Lady type shit. Yeah. It, dude, it's something with him and his dad. They're just obsessed with birds. I'll oh, show yeah. You, I'll show you the gif he sent the other day. But while I do that, how how are you doing, James? I'm good. Remember when Proach killed, like, seven finches in a week? I'm I, good. He, he didn't want to kill them. No. It was accidental murder. To the best of our murder. knowledge. I, oh, my family has a long history of killing birds, too. It's the damn Teflon in the pants. Mm. Hands. Uh, anyway, I'm doing good. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was a lot of work, but you know, my dad always said this growing up, that if your days are empty, you're not productive at all, so you need to go like play a sport, have a sports practice, or, or, or do some sort of club or whatever. Sure. Well, that was true yesterday because I had so much to do, I didn't know where to start, but the game was also on. The Yankees were playing. So that's can't do anything during that. I got to work the game. And that made me organize my day better. Like, okay, before the game, get these two things done. During the game, work the game. After the game, get all these done. I got 
a ton done. You know the to-do list I made. I knocked off like a bunch. I was excited Yan- about that. Yankees game, it's a good baseline to plan around. Yeah. I got to let Zimmer out of the room real quick. T- tell okay. tell him something cool. Check, check out the gif I just sent you when you get back. Um, yeah, the Yan- Yanks were playing ball yesterday. Uh, Severino, top Yankees story. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Going to be a big talking skank story. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, let's just go into it. There's a ton of tries. Bring- just check out the gif I sent you first. On Twitter? On where? On your f- cell phone. Oh. It's a man in a helmet with two bird feeders tied to his helmet. This is disgusting. <laughs> Never want to do that. Okay. Let's get into Tri-State Sports because it's a doozy of a day for it. Today in the Tri-State, we've got a lot to talk about. First, we opened up with Sonny Gray calling out the Yankees and his ex-pitching coach saying they forced him to throw his shitty pitch. Severino got scratched from his first, what was supposed to be his first start of spring training with a torn, or not torn, nothing's torn, inflamed shoulder. He's out for two weeks and then we'll see where it goes from there. Hicks is also out with the sore back. Dominic Smith on the Mets is playing out of his skull, and people are saying it's because he fixed his sleep apnea. That's a spring training cliche I think we forgot to mention. The Mets hired Jessica Mendoza and Al Leiter to be advisors while they still have other jobs. It's a bit weird. CeCe is going to be an analyst on ESPN while still being a New York Yankee in 2009. The Giants did not franchise tag Landon Collins, meaning he can walk away with no compensation for doing so. A bit odd. The Islanders went into a shootout. I watched it. I forget who won or lost, and I think the Rangers lost, but I'm not positive. I watched the Islanders and the Rangers game last night. I forget the outcome. Okay. But the Islanders went into a shootout and won. Okay, perfect. And the Rangers... I think the Rangers lost. Yeah, the Rangers lost. Yeah. yeah. I watched both those games. Rangers probably want to lose now, right? Yeah. Is it is it as similar as the NFL and the NBA where, like, it, it helps you that much? Um, Maybe. I, I honestly don't know. If we've got any hockey hockey bums that want to reach out, I haven't heard of tanking in hockey. Um, The only thing I do know is that, you know, every couple years you'll say, you know, the top three picks in the draft are generational talents. Crosby, Ovechkin, um, Eichel, the other kid. Um, so, yeah, talking hockey. Talking hockey. There's so much to do. Where do you want to start? you want to start with Yankee stuff? Well, actually, yeah, because I don't want to go into Yankee stuff at all deeply because we have to do it tonight when we record Talking Yanks, and I want that to be sort of fresh. For that All audience. right, let's hit, let's hit it quick. CC going to be an analyst. Do you care? He's not talking about baseball. They, they said say, mostly not baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be impossible for them not to ask him about the Yankees. Yeah, that's a total trap. Yeah. That's an ESPN move. Like, we have CC here to talk to us about the NBA, and then, like, oh, the Yankees just had a walk-off win, or the Yankees are in a losing streak. Like, they're going to ask. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into, like, Oh, CeCe, you've been doing a great job doing some of those, you know, athlete feature things we've done. Well, hey, you know, you're doing such a great job. You want to do a little baseball stuff? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, I think, well, and I mean, good for him. Some people were 
Some Yankees fans were mad, given the like, shouldn't he be focused on the season? And uh, he's like, gonna, he's gonna be. I mean, all he's doing is calling in and like answering some questions. So yeah. it's not, it's not like he's gonna go on set and be in hair and makeup and like prepping for a show. And you guys normally don't care what pitchers do off on, on their off days anyway. So, yeah, right. Look at cut. Ooh. Jim, more severe Severino news. Uh, Yankees ace Luis Severino gets yanked before the start of the game. Uh, shoulder soreness, are they calling it in the MRI? Yeah, inflammation. MRI came back clean, but inflammation. But that's scary because you got to figure out, okay, what's causing it to be inflamed? Right. Injury or overuse. Uh, all I'll say is I... I, I I'm, I was super worried, gut reaction. I'm still worried. There's spin zones that make it not that bad. I think it's a super fun conversation, so I want to save it for talking next. Okay. Don't. Okay. Do you, do you want to give your reaction? I was very, very, very concerned. I've, I've come off that a little bit. There's a synopsis of it. Yeah, I, I just think the important thing to note that maybe isn't the deep dive we'll go into on talking Yanks is, I mean, best... Best, best, best case would be Luis Severino is back second, third week of the season. Best case. Cause yeah, that's extremely best case because I think that's what, that's what people are going to misconstrue from this in the coming weeks is that they said he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Even if it's, oh, okay, two weeks and he looks great, he essentially has to start spring training over again. Yeah, he hasn't thrown a game yet. Um, so that's, uh, that's, I think that's the... That's my takeaway tidbit. If you want to hear more, tune in. I always, I always get, I always get confused. I always come away from things like this differently than the crowd. Same thing with Judge. Like when Judge got hurt, right, and then they came back and said it wasn't a broken bone, you know, and he was only going to miss a couple weeks. Everyone was like, "Oh, thank God." What do you mean? That's why, like, people were like, "Oh, it's not as bad as it could have been," but yesterday Severino was our. Healthy opening day starter, and now he's at best case going to miss the first two weeks of the season. Uh, that's still worse. We're still worse off than, but people try to act like, and I'm usually a positive spin guy. Like, I love being positive, but I never understand that. Like, with Judge. Yeah, well, I, I think the other, the comparison that was coming up for those guys was I mean, hitters, one of the worst injuries you can have is wrist. Pitchers, one of the worst injuries you can have are elbows or shoulders. So I understand I mean, when like, when people first hear it, they go worst case. They say out for the season. They go he'll never be the same pitcher again. Like that's okay. That's so, why people are like, whoo, two weeks. Okay, so that's I am so positive that when they get hurt, I'm my brain is thinking hopefully it's nothing and he can play tomorrow. Yeah, no. And then they come out with no, he's got he's out for a couple weeks, and I'm like that's. That is we're now much worse. Where other that people seems like an opposite mindset than your normal like old man worry wart personality. I'm a worry wart. You've got a little of your mother in you. I think you admit that. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a worry wart. I think I'm anti worry. Worrying does nothing for you. Okay, but you're you're you play it safe you know, I, I don't know I, i'll try to find the word verbiage yeah I, I would say that i don't really worry about anything okay i would hope but uh i just think it's like well this isn't good news everyone's like oh good news like no bad news he's out now he's gonna miss a lot of starts it's 
bad news and then good news from the bad news. It's better news than the fictional, terrible news you made up in your head. It's one of those charts where it starts going down and it says, is this good news? Is this bad news? And so it goes down the bad news route. Everyone goes that way because they know that. And then from there, it's like, is this, then it would be like, is this season ending or is this two weeks or is this two months? And then it's, that's how the chart starts to go down. I just hold out hope that it's nothing. So then it's still worse news in my brain. The other storyline is that Sonny Gray did this article with The Athletic. Yeah. Where he basically took zero blame for being a terrible pitcher and blamed it all on the Yankees forcing him to throw uh, more sliders, which the stats actually say he didn't. Um, I mean, I want to I want to talk about this on Talking Yanks, too, because I'm pissed off like this. This is. I'm anti sunny now for the first time, and I and it seems bizarre because he was terrible on the Yankees, but I always had his back like as a yeah. guy. As a guy, I always had his back. I'm anti-Sunny now, like forever. Just shut up, dude. Just go to the Reds and just pitch well there. You know what's funny about this? The guy who wrote the article, and this happens a lot, I'm finding out. He's like backtracking and trying to protect because he got a feature from Sonny, and now it's making Sonny look bad and get more hated, so he feels bad because, like, why would Sonny let him write about him again? Right. And... And we saw this when Machado said the hustle comments, too. The guy who wrote that was, like, tweeting at me, saying, like, well, it's not that bad. And I'm like, dude, don't protect him just because you wrote an article that's now making him get backlash. You wrote an article. You put the facts out there. You can't control how it's perceived. Yeah, but st- stand behind your article. Yeah, but uh, fuck Sonny. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's devil's advocate, but I, I feel... Like, from this article, Sonny Gray and some of the Yankees quotes, I can't put the full story together. I feel like I can put 80% of it. But there's, like, a, there's a buffer zone of stuff I'm missing that I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Like, I mean, if, if Sonny Gray gets shelled this year, I think it <laughs> everyone just laughs. Um, if Sonny Gray pitches really good, I mean, you're going to hear the Larry Rothschild haters just get loud. Yeah, it's so, I, it's so stupid. No one knows what they do. Just no one knows what the coaches do. What See? about what your Mets have been doing? Uh, I was listening to Michael K show, and he said this in such a nice way because he's a professional and he doesn't want to cause headaches. Right. He like praised Mendoza because the Mets hired Mendoza to be an analyst or to be an advisor. And he praised Mendoza and, and buffered everything. And then at the end of it, he made his real point, which was, the Mets are just trying to win the back page every day. Yeah. And all of these advisor roles are silly to me. The Yankees have them, too. They got Swisher. They got Pettit. They got A-Rod. Right, but we love them for the Yankees. Well, those are ex-Yankees. Right. That, like, we're bringing back into the family. So that's a bit different. Like, lighter lo- makes sense. Lighter pitch for the Mets, right? Yeah, so lighter makes sense, as I said. Well, Justin Mendoza couldn't play for an MLB team. <laughs> I want to know what they actually do. Like, I want to know okay. what lighter, Pettit, Mendoza, I, Beltron. I know what Swisher actually does. It's kind of cool, actually. He goes down to and hangs out with the minor league teams and preps them for life as a big leaguer in New York under the scrutiny and stuff. He's actually having a lot of 
conversation with Clint Frazier right now about how, dude, you have to perform before you can have an outlandish personality. People hated me until I performed. Like, I, I know that. But what's Mendoza actually going to do? Yeah, I think they, they said it was going to be like a baseball operations advisor. Yeah, um, just a lot of words. I can do that, too. I just tweet you stuff every now and then. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I think there are some articles that, that go into a role a little bit. Um, evolved in player player evaluation and roster construction. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to evaluate players and look at what the roster can and should look like. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I'd like to see what it actually is like. Is Mendoza just going to send an email like, actually, I think maybe it's time to bring up this pitcher and drop down this pitcher, and they're going to be like, yeah, Mendoza's right. She's never been inside the walls of the organization. Like, That's not going to happen. Who, I, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But I, what I'm saying is it seems weird to me. It seems like just a nice thing to do and say. So you're okay with Lighter, but you hate Jess Mendoza. Hot, hot take. That's rude of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I said <laughs> I it about all, it a, all of them. A joke, <laughs> uh, I just don't understand the advisor thing. Um, and I mean, we don't really we know like we know Swish does that with the Yankees because we've heard a couple guys say that. And it makes sense just because he's this ball of energy and good personality. But like Andy Pettit got signed as an advisor when we were at spring training and we, yeah, what's we he saw him do? throw BP like we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But well, it's good karma and we like it. Yeah, so Andy's I like the it same for the as, Mets too. Andy's the same as that. But Andy, like, helping with scouting and stuff or recruiting, that makes sense. Like, roster construction you're getting makes in, no sense. You're getting into touchy area. That's no, what I'm, I'm not, saying. No, I'm not. Mendoza can help with scouting. She can be like, that player looks good. She can't help with roster construction. That, that, would, that would be... Why not? You, Brody Van GM might not be able to. <laughs> I hope they have people that are uh inside the walls of the organization working on that full time not i mean if the yankees hired you to be a a roster construction advisor you don't think you could help out no i have catchers five infielders four outfielders and some pitchers i would that would be the dumbest thing the yankees could do i'm not a professional baseball mind disagree what's your job (laughs) <laughs> to be talking a, about a professional baseball team. You th- That's oh, Jessica so you, Mendoza's job. You think you're an expert? I'm an informed fan. I pay attention and like talk as a fan. I'm not I think an expert. So are a lot of these people, man. They should not be hired to help organizations. I mean, should owners not own sports teams that don't haven't played the game or anything like that? No, because they deliberate to the correct people, not the wrong people. Sometimes Jerry Jones. Yeah, well, he's. Why? Who knows? See, there you go. That's that's what I'm saying. The Um, person making your roster should be a full time everyday employee. I don't think that's crazy to say. And they should have advisors. Yeah, that's weird. There you go. Um, Doesn't jive with my brain. I uh, how how about I'll say like this, and I think this is what I like. How about Brody Van GM gets the Mets job, and he says we got to be better. What's something we can take? from other teams, maybe especially the Yankees that have made them so much more successful than us. And someone was like, I don't know, they got a bunch of kind of famous advisors that come through, Russell Wilson, um, fucking A-Rod, Nick Swisher, all those guys. Like, we should do that. And they're like, okay, that's easy. Done. Yeah. It's business. uh, 
Yeah. And I, I, I really do. I want to talk about this Dominic Smith thing because Jed Lowry, who's on their team, had the sleep apnea cured. And so I clicked an article because I was like, okay, what does this, what does this really do? Like, you're just more well rested. Oh, sleep like, is everything. That's part of it. Like they say, you know, you're groggy, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I mean, I think everyone has groggy days. But um, yeah, I mean, Dominic Smith said like fastballs look slower now. So I think you just give everyone in your minor league sleep apnea. And then when they get to the majors, you cure, cure them and they're studs. I, it's I the have, ultimate training. <laughs> I have terrible allergies and and I was a terrible sleeper, self-induced bad sleeping habits. But like I, I have I used to be groggy if I don't take my a- allergy medicine. And back in the day, like I, when spring comes around, I would be groggy like I couldn't function for like probably three days of the week. I just okay. had head clouds and I, didn't, I thought everyone had them. And then I went to the doctor and said, no, people feel clear most days. And I said, that's crazy. But now that I started smoking at night, I sleep much better. It's good. I would sleep like my mom, like in three-hour cycles. Like I'd sleep for three hours, then I'd be up for an hour, then I'd sleep for three hours, then I'd be up for an hour, and then it was awake time. That was miserable. I hated that. I yeah. sleep, much, sleep much better now. But allergies are still a motherfucker. I'm allergic to everything that grows. Take that, allergies. Sleep apnea, you got to be hooked up to a huge thing, right? I think it's a, I feel like it's that thing you see in movies where the old guys are sleeping and they got the vacuum cleaner thing over yeah. their nose. Yeah, you got to be a coffin sleeper, sleep on your back to have that done. I couldn't do that. I think that's coming for me. You're going to be a back sleeper? I can sleep, however. That's my one of my few skills in this world. I've been, uh, Katie's been creeping onto my side of the bed lately mm. the last two nights i do one of the, I, I toss and turn so i toss and turned at like 3 a.m and i rolled over and she was just an inch away from my face i was like whoa yeah get on your side yeah you gotta box out kind of like it she smiles in her sleep so it's kind of weird she just like lays kinda there like nice. a smiling little doll it's an odd way to phrase it but yeah well, that's the best I got. <laughs> hey. Let's go on to the national news. Sure. The Dukies, sans Zion, they host Wake Forest. Should be an easy game. Wake Forest is bad. Holy smokes, down the stretch. Wake Forest is in it. Duke turns it over. They can't get the or they turn over the inbounds in a play you'd like, Jim. Wake Forest gets a couple looks. Ball rims in and out. Uh, would have been the upset of the season. Duke survives. They want Zion back. Bryce Harper openly saying multiple times, "Uh, yeah, bring Mike Trout to Philly when he's a free agent." And the Angels are going, "Ah, tampering, right? Come on, MLB." Uh. Kansas, KU, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, Jim. 14-year regular season Big 12 title winners comes to an end last night. Uh, Kind of insane. Uh, Gordon Haywood, Jim. 
You're Celtics. You're up and down. You're up and down. They blow out Golden State at Golden State. Hayward has his first 30-point game in a couple months. And the, those same Warriors draft the first woman into the 2K League. Big stuff. Big stuff coming out the of the big nation. big stuff today. The big stuff. Uh, this, uh, well, let's start with baseball because I'm a baseball guy. We'll get it out of the way. This, this Harper stuff? This should just be allowed. Yeah. That's my thing. Uh, a lot of Yankees fans are like, Judge got in trouble for trying to recruit Machado, so Harper better get in trouble. No, they should just change the rules and allow this. It's awesome for the news and storylines. This is what the NBA does. I th- yeah. Yeah, like Harper saying, oh, of course I'm going to try and get Trout to come to the team. Makes a lot of sense. And like, yeah, why are we outside of the obvious world? Like, every <laughs> baseball player should be able to say openly, I want Mike Trout on my team. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like saying, I hope the weather's nice on my wedding day. Yeah. I hope that for you, too, man. Um, the Kansas thing is kind of nuts. Um, they've, had up de- they've had seasons where they're not great. They've had seasons where they're great. But, like, I mean, the Big 12 is, like, one of these major conferences where you see like Oklahoma's had guys like Trey Young, Buddy Heald. You've you've seen good basketball come from these schools. Kevin Durant went to Texas, um, and Kansas has just won it every year. But they uh, they they lost a couple guys um, to N- NCAA violations this year and stuff. So, but a really impressive run, James. Hmm. Hmm. Fourteen I mean, years is a long time. 14 years is a long time. We just everyone just did this with Harper with the 13 year contract. Yeah. And everyone is talking about how dramatic it is. This is plus 1. <laughs> one more year. Option year. Um yeah, the Celts, I've been trying to tell you Jim, they they uh they mess with your hearts if you're a Celtics fan. They uh one of the better wins in the NBA season last night. Well, this um, gives them this gives them hope that Hey, all we need is that team to show up in the playoffs, and we're fine. Yeah, I, I loved uh, after one of the bad recent losses lately. Um, you know, Bo- Boston Twitter was imploding. My guy Rosillo, I quote him three times a week. He tweeted out something like, <laughs> "He's like in in the streets of Boston." I just I saw this. He goes, "Some some couple drunk guys were yelling at each other about how bad the Celtics are," <laughs> and he goes, "Then there was a pause, and they go." But if they make it out of the East, I like our chances against Golden State. <laughs> Which is like, that's a really good sports fan line because we've all done that. <laughs> we've all yeah. done that. Got to have faith. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And, Jim, the big news, the first woman ever. Warriors drafter in the 2K League. Nice. That's good for her. I didn't realize that the 2K League was a real thing. Yeah, and I still don't fully like, get by, it. By that, I mean that, like, NBA – franchises own 2k teams just think about that like that's i the nba is playing chess and the mlb is playing checkers like M- nba teams own esports league teams about their sports promoting their sports so many kids and people are into it and mlb like you were saying yesterday you can't find a damn highlight video 
Yeah, I don't know about this though. I'm. I mean, I know it's I know it's weird, but like, it's not like it's affecting anything. You know what I'm saying? No, let people do what they want to do for sure. Like, if the Yankees did this, this wouldn't affect your day to day life at all, unless you wanted it to. Unless the Yankees started tweeting out about it all the time, and I had to read those. Yeah, but you you could put on one of those Twitter filters or whatever. Yeah, mute mute him. No esports. Yeah, I, uh, whatever. He's Here's wa- what I don't get, and I don't know if you want to look it up or if we have someone reach out to us. Like, I think, like, I think, and I could be totally wrong, but they have, like, you know, they have a create-your-own-player mode. You start off in high school, and you got to put in more time and work to get better. I, I think that their player from the game is basically what gets drafted. I don't really know. I need someone to talk to me about the eSports. I don't know. I'm, I'm out on esports. I was never, cup. but I was never in on video games. And I understand, like, well, you want to watch the best people do the best things at all times, you know. Yeah. But like, there's a computer involved, so that gets me out. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting a lot more popular. Oh yeah, super popular. I wonder if it's going to become the like everyone's everyone right now is saying it's going to become huge. It's going to become huge, but like. Fads do exist. You know, things come and go. Yeah, but I think this has been steadily growing, and it, like, makes sense. Highlight was going to be bigger than baseball. Like, video games are are continuing to get more and more popular. Like, you can do, like, there's better graphics. There's more people into it. The technology is improving. Um, yeah. Like, kids are getting scholarships for it. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, but uh, but there have been things that have come and gone. Oh sure, and it were supposed to be huge. So I, I wonder what the longevity really is. I'm not doubting it. I'm just interested because it's hard to it's hard to build new popular things. Remember that giant esports thing we saw in Vegas? Um, that giant pyramid arena. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I I think. This is a, a little hot takey, but I I think people would tell us that baseball's the dying sport and esports are coming in. Mm, I think the baseball the dying sport is just a uh, like a colloquialism for people that don't actually pay attention and they just say that because that's what people say. I like it. Like I don't baseball's not actually dying. It's not dying. I think the the other sports have just gotten more popular. Sure. Yeah. Like I heard Will Will Kane gave us. A speech the other day that was like the 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 number one athlete in the world for years used to be the best baseball player like from babe ruth to like there was one i mean babe ruth was around there was no other team even like reggie jackson um like they were saying like throughout history up until like the 90s the best baseball player was like the most famous athlete yeah, and then but like Jordan changed all that, and now it's NBA and quarterbacks. Yeah, but I mean football and base football and basketball weren't like mainstream then, so exactly it, it makes sense. That's the difference. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. I I think the comparison for like trying to say like MLB is not as popular as the NBA is silly because they're com- they're not they're going for two completely different things. One is regional and on the field. One is a reality TV show, and like all the storylines are off the field. If if the MLB became popular in the way the NBA is now, I would not like it. Yeah, I mean that's 
NBA just that's like a feature. That's kind of what I was saying with the esports. Like if you want to get into that stuff, you can get into that stuff. And there's some good stuff. We just talked about the recruiting players thing. Like that happens in in the NBA. Yeah, that's um, fun. And uh, on the court, the product has gotten a lot better in recent years because they've involved analytics. And there there was a period of time in the NBA, like post Jordan, where there was a bunch of not as good players as Michael Jordan that tried to play like him because they wanted to be like Mike. And it was like bad basketball. So the product on the court has gotten better too. And I think the NBA is – I think Golden State's getting – wow, hot take. Golden State's getting broken up this year. Everyone knows Durant's gone. And I think the NBA is going to be in like a great place because that's, that's everyone's go-to complaint. Like, we know who's going to win it. Um, I think that's going to be gone next year. And yeah. I think they're – they're if we were doing great. like a if we were doing a talking NBA storylines in the same manner we try to do talking Yanks, sure. I feel like eighty percent of the headlines I'd say don't care about this. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just me. It's just like I so I don't want NBA going that way. So I to compare the two is like silly for me because they're going for different. I think the MLB things. wants national storylines though. <laughs> Yeah, they want their game to be a national storyline, not their off-season, not their off-the-field characters and drama. Yeah. And I'm with them there. Where's this halftime button? Zim is back. Zim didn't shit the floor today, so that was good. That's pretty good. Good start to the day. Well, actually, he did, but it just wasn't that bad. Is what okay. I should say. Yeah. We'll take the win. He's old, man. Once, once like games start, I don't think I'm going to be able to take care of him because he just needs to go outside like once an hour. And then he just walks around aimlessly out there. Yeah. But he eats bushes and that gets him really sick. So you have to watch him. Vicious cycle. Yeah, he's old. I think worry where it was wrong before, but like when Judge got hurt last year, like you just you your initial assumption was like wrist. He's out for a while. I was right. And you're right. Yeah. So that's what everyone, I think the spring training aspect of Seve made it initially for everyone like you either could go worst case or you could go, oh, it's spring training. They're just being precaution. So you, you never went up. With Judge, you went up first. I don't ever, when people leave games. Right. I don't I'm status quo until the news comes out. Like I I was just like, well, Sevy could be back tomorrow and they could just say that nah, he just, you know, had a diarrhea. Right. So I never went terribleness. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Everyone everyone did. Yeah. So I'm the opposite. It's of a pitching word. shoulder. Yeah. So I was I wasn't worrying at all. Well you did that with Judge. No, Judge was the same thing. And then once I thought he was going to be able to play the next day, and then once they said he's out for a couple weeks, the Yankees always fuck up their timeline. So I was like, this is bad news. Okay, well, the shoulder news came out in like an hour period. (laughs) So there was an hour where you were like, this is okay. Yeah, where I tweeted. I said, hopefully it's just (laughs) diarrhea. Okay, yeah. Everyone hoped that. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on then. (laughs) Yeah. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. 
time for the news. An insurance company hid $10,000 prize in the fine print of every policy it sold. Only one person found it. What, why, who, how, what, why? Wisconsin man charged with breaking measles quarantine to go to the gym. Gotta get his lift in. Teen thought it would be funny to spike his stepfather's drink with tranquilizer. Maybe he still thinks it's funny. From jail. Another horse dies during morning training at Santa Anita Tuesday. This is the latest death raise. What? Work on your headlines. This latest death raised the total to 21 since Santa Anita's winter meet began December 26th. Whoa! This year? 21 horses? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Holy fuck. Kylie Jenner becomes the youngest billionaire. Pro wrestler King Kong Bundy dies at 61. And a passenger was forced... A passenger forced a plane to make an emergency landing from his farts. I read the news today, oh boy. And- 21 horses in like two months? What's going on there? Bad times. I'm not clicking that article. Oh my God. There was a show on HBO called Luck about horse racing that was pretty good. I really liked it. It was uh same guy who made... Um, deadwood i think it was milch right and they had to stop the whole show got shut down because like they killed two horses while filming it just pushing them too hard right it's like what's going on in santa anita seven have died as a result of as a result of racing okay that still seems like a lot for two months oh yeah uh whatever website says i have to pay so i'm Mm. not gonna pay so i can't tell you 21 horses, though. Damn. Maybe cancel that operation. Yeah. Something's amiss. I think it's, there's a sniper. That'd be crazy. I, I don't know. We got to fill no. in the blanks for this headline. What if there's a guy that lives by the racehorse and he's just sniping horses? I think they'd find bullets in the horses and they'd all be dead. Unless this guy had uh, uh, magic bullets. Oh, yeah. That would Remember that, that story? Remember that story? That would months change ago? the story. Remember that story a couple months ago where the neighbor was just shooting his neighbor's zebras to death? Yeah. And he like wasn't caught or in jail? Yeah. You never know. All right, what story do you want next? No, we know. Um, I want to hit pro wrestler King Kong Bundy real quick just because um, if you don't follow Hulk Hogan on Twitter, you need to. Because Hulk Hogan posted a tweet that was like, you know, it, it's the classic R.I.P. tweet, you know, like, uh, miss you, buddy, blah, blah, blah. He goes, this is one of my favorite pictures. And it's uh, it's <laughs> it's King Kong Bundy with his arms in the air. And know how you can only see part of a Twitter picture before you click it? When you huh? click the picture, he's standing on Hulk Hogan's back. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't have that feature on. So like Oh, that's right. You turn that off. Um, so that's what everyone else sees. Yeah, I don't have pictures on my feed. So this is my favorite photo. Yeah, people play those games sometimes where you see a some picture and then like it's yeah, like a surprise. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the Twitter sphere. Yeah, I don't have that. Get pictures off my feed. There you go. That is a funny picture. I don't know who King Kong Bundy is. I, I never ever got into uh wrestling. Seems like a good time, but I did a high and tight WWE phase. Um, but, yeah, I think King Kong Bundy was kind of before that. But, yeah, good picture. 
that's a good picture. You think it hurt? How King Kong Bundy's? Uh, I mean, <laughs> do you see the size of them? It's a great name. Those aren't guys that live the longest lifespans. Six foot four, four hundred and fifty eight pound wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. How about this teen who thought it would be funny to spike their stepfather's drink with tranquilizer? I mean, I get it. The mugshot's pretty funny. He's crying. It's like Stephen Avery land. A Wisconsin teen reportedly admitted putting cow tranquilizers in his stepfather's energy drinks because he thought it would be funny. Tyler Rabenhorst Malone, 17, was charged with placing foreign objects in edibles and second-degree recklessly endangering safety. The town of Lima... The town of Lima teen. Uh, people suck at writing these days. I think like in these small towns, the town of Lima teen. That's their creative way of saying this teen from Lima. This teen from the town, town of Lima. There you go. I corrected it for you. Admitted to the crime because he thought it would be funny, but told authorities he never meant to harm his stepfather in any way. His stepfather first went to the hospital in January with a droopy face and slurred speech among other symptoms. The man told doctors he believed the symptoms came from drinking energy drinks, stress, and lack of sleeping. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that couldn't be it. Have you drinking any cow tranquilizer? Hmm. No, I haven't. Why would I drink that? Stepson leaves the room. Like, oh, shit. It was the cow tranquilizer. So I think he died. I initially liked this. No, he didn't die. But he might be droopy-faced for life. I don't even think that. I just think this guy this guy thought he was dying a couple times. Um so A, I mean he'll he'll probably live a a more fulfilled happy life now if you come that close to death, that's what you do. Um or if you think you're dying. Uh the only part here that I would normally have this teen's back for giving his stepfather uh horse tranquilizer is I think he did it multiple times, which yeah. well, is that okay. funny? If you do it, if you do it once, and it's like I, I get it. Like I'm gonna slip stepdad a little trank, watch him get droopy. It'll be hilarious. You go into multiple times, yeah. You, he thinks he's dying. Yeah. I want to know, like, if these are, can you recover from these, or is the stepfather slurry speech and and. It's droopy faced forever. Cause like tranquilizer can fuck you up. It can. Hell yeah. I read this horror book once. Oh man. Mm. It's similar to this, but even more fucked up. Okay. Super fucked up book. I gave it to my dad to read and he was like, Jim, that wasn't fun. Yeah. Like, Sorry. It's a good book though. Something Jennings is the author's name. Go read it. I think there's a lizard in the title and something Jennings is the author's name. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, about this murderer, dude. Fucking bad guy. You always wonder, like, well, you wrote this book, so are you a bad guy? Sure. How'd you come up with all these things? Guy who wrote American Guy who wrote American Psycho. They asked him like, how you know, it's about a serial killer, like sociopath. And they asked him, where do you get inspiration for the character in American Psycho? He said, my brother. Like, mm. Fuck. 
tough break. <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis. I used to read all his books, too. All right. What else do we got? Anything else on here? You want to talk about your girl, Kylie Jenner? You're a big Kardashians fan. A little bit. Um, Yeah, youngest billionaire. Pretty insane. Um, Man, the Kylie lip kit stuff. Girls are obsessed with that. Um, good for her. I don't know. They're, the big fight on the internet is, is she self-made or not? And it's like, no and yes. Like, she, she grew up in a house with a lot of money, but so do some people in this world. And she's the youngest one ever to t- turn it into a billion dollars. Um, and people were posting about the other sister's net worth, and it's like, not even close. So, I mean, good for her. So, I'm so out of this game. Yeah. Kylie's richer than Kim? Go check out uh, M- Mel, uh, Mel Mastro. Mastro Antonio was posting a lot about it on, on Twitter. She's She's got it. But, yeah. Which one is Kylie? I, well, I don't care. I don't care. Kylie and Kendall are the two young ones that, like, when the show initially came out, they were, like, kids. Yeah, and I thought Kendall was the really attractive one. Kylie was the ugly one. That's That's where my memory stops. No, close. Clo- none of the none of the younger ones are unattractive. I think Kylie was. Chloe was always the the bigger one that some people were into or not into. The younger ones were always attractive. I don't think so. I have a pretty. Specific I mean, it's your it's your prerogative, but Kylie Jenner looks back at her ugly years. Like I I think she had a ton of surgery. I think she was known as the ugly duckling, like the second ugly duckling of the family. I don't know. I thought you weren't in this game. This is when I got out. This is when oh. I got out. Oh. Whatever. I had no idea she was the richest. But yeah, Mel, Mel posted that Kent, Kylie is worth a billion. She said Kendall Jenner's net worth is $18 million. What? So I don't know. I don't know where people are getting these numbers. How does that make sense? They're all rich. They're all fucking rich. But the, Kylie's worth a billion and she's worth 18 million? That's a huge gap. Kim's only worth 18 million? There's no that way. That wasn't Kim. That wasn't Kim. I'm Ooh. out. All right, you got me out. Now I'm officially out. Yeah, I don't care about this at all. Thank you. Did you? Did anyone hit you up for your uh, theory on that other person that's involved? That theory on the other person that's involved. In Back the Kardashian, to you in the booth. In the Kardashian world, you came out. You said you had a big conspiracy. You be, you had a big theory. I said, I don't know. You said people should DM you about it. No idea what you're talking about. Judge and Stanton getting dated by a Kardashian? Then it was something, I don't know, some controversy about the Kardashians. I don't know. Oh, it's just the mom pulls all the strings. Mm. Like they they have a six month timeline, like the uh, oh the the big the cheating thing that just happened. Like the girl came out and said like, no, me and Tristan never hooked up. I was just at the party and he kissed me goodbye. But it was the biggest thing on all media for like a week. Oh yeah, I think they had their publicist. It just planet. keeps them in the cycle, yeah. and it it was it was one of the sister one of the younger sister's best friends. Um, yeah, that's her. That's you said her name, and I didn't even recognize it. What's Jordan her name? Woods. Jordan yeah, Woods. Yeah, I, di- so. I didn't know it before a week ago. Jordan Woods. It's a cool name. 
Yeah, and I bet, you know, and somehow, some way, everyone will be friendly in a couple weeks and they'll all be counting cash. It's genius. That's the way the world goes around. Just watch out for your boys judging Stanton. Clint. Clinton Wade. It's Those coming. Better the day. It's the better the day. Better the day. Better the day. Bet of the day, it's the bet of the day, and Jakey Jakey made a big mistake yesterday. The Timberwolves blew out Oklahoma City without Paul, Paul George. Paul George played. <laughs> so we were just... So that was even it? worse, yeah. Even, wow. <laughs> what did, did he like, was it a surprise that he played, or was it just wrong info at the beginning? I think I got some bad info. Um, tough. That's a tough look. Tough look. You're now 20 and 18. Yeah. What are you? Worse. 18 and 20. So I have a winning record and you have a losing record. Yep. Yep. But you're you're the main pick guy. I just agree or disagree. No. If I was to find my own games and bet, who knows what my record would be. Could. People faded you. Could be amazing. Making money. So what um, do you got today? Are you feeling good? I'm, I I have to do what I have to do. I've been delaying this for too long. Just cause, I mean, it's free money, but you got to save that for a point. And I, I want to have a big week. I told you I want to go 5-0. and oh. my, my Thunder let me down last night. They're, uh, they're playing bad at the wrong time right now. Um, you got to go to Big Ten basketball, Jim. Okay. That's your, that's your get-out-of-jail card. And I've got one that just smells way too funny. Okay. Way too funny. Penn State Rutgers, Jim. Oh wow, you gonna you gonna go against my Rutgers? They're at home, I'm guessing. Rutgers is at home. Penn State is favored by one and a half points, Jim. Rutgers is 14 and 14. They're trying to stay above 500. Have walk away from this season saying, "Hey, we didn't have a losing record." Penn State is 12 and 17. On the road at Rutgers, and Penn State's favored by a point and a half. Yeah. Give me Rutgers all day. All day. Huh. Hmm. Just because they're on the road? Rutgers is home. Okay. So so you don't believe that Penn State should be the favorite? Correct. Okay. Penn State. I'm gonna uh Okay, so you're going you're going you're betting Rutgers. Rutgers. You're betting the dog. Go Scarlet Knights. If you lose, you have to give up your dog. Nope. You bet your dog. Nope. Jakey Jakey about to make a big mistakey. I think that Vegas is smarter than you. If they got they got the road favorite. They're given a couple points just for the home atmosphere. So they think Penn State's going to win this game. Vegas thinks they're going to win this game. So I'm going Vegas over you. Tough. Vegas is pretty smart. Oh, yeah. Super smart. Yeah. Not smarter than me. I have a winning <clears throat> record. They're smarter than you. I haven't checked in on Vegas's record. Okay. But they might be smarter than you. But I, well, there's no way to tell. 
Well, a winning or losing record would be one of the ways to tell. But I don't think they're allowed to bet on the games they make the lines for, so who knows? Right, but they're setting the rules and we're playing by them. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're beating Vegas right I'm now. I'm currently beating Vegas. I'm smarter than them. You're currently dumber than Vegas. I'm not betting against Vegas. I'm betting against you. Right, but they're Vegas lines. Yeah, but mine is all about you. But I'm and you're smarter than against... me right now, too. Yeah. I. It goes me, Vegas, then you. Me, yes. I'm the bottom. Yes. Yeah. But Vegas is, is going to be right tonight. <laughs> let's, let's see it. Let's and see you if me Vegas can get one back. You made me choose against Rutgers, home yeah, state. Yeah, this is going to come back to bite you. Home, home county. I was born in that county. And you made me choose a known cult. So it was a bit rude of you to put me in this predicament. Basically went against my religion here. Are you frozen? No, I don't know what you want me to say to that. I thought you were closing the show. No, it's a radio show, though, so you got to talk, you know, when there's empty space. But okay, we'll end the show. You weren't saying, what was I supposed to say to that? I don't know. It's just like that's how the show works. I talk, then you talk, then I talk, then you talk. This is the end of the show. Bet of the day. I had nothing nothing to add to that. Zero to add to that. Tough. Tough. Feed me. Lead me into it. Give me the assist, Big Daddy. Okay. We're out. See you guys tomorrow. What do you want me to say to that? I mean, just talk. (laughs) 